Hello, everybody. I'm Ashley. I'm your host. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm so glad that you can make it. God loves you so much. He has great plans for your life. He made you beautiful, worthy, talented, smart. And most of all, he loves you. He made you loved. Remember that always. So today we're going to continue reading the book of Genesis of the Bible, chapter 14, 15, and 16. Let's get right into it. Oh, and by the way, I'm using a New Living Translation Bible, but you are welcome to bring your own Bible or simply listen to me read. Chapter 14, Abram rescues Lot. About this time, war broke out in the region. King Amphorael of Babylonia, King Ariok of Elasar, King Kitaloamor of Elam, and King Tidal of Goim fought against King Bera of Sodom, King Bersha of Gomorrah, King Shinab of Adma, King Shimabur of Zeboim, and the King of Bela, also called Zor. So here we are seeing how four kings are fighting against five kings. This second group of kings joined forces in Sidon Valley, that is, the Valley of the Dead Sea. For 12 years, they had been subject to King Kitaloamor, but in the 13th year, they rebelled against him. One year later, Kitaloamor and his allies arrived and defeated the Raphaites at Ashtoroth Kernaim, the Zuzites at Ham, the Emites at Shevek Karaitaim, and the Horites at Mount Seir, as far as El Paran at the edge of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En Mishpat, now called Kadesh, and conquered all the territory of the Amalekites and also the Amorites living in Hazazan Tamar. Then the kings, then the rebel kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, and Bela, also called Zor, prepared for battle in the valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against King Kitaloamor of Elam, King Tidal of Goim, King Amphrael of Babylonia, and King Arayak of Elasar. Four kings against five. As it happened, the valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits. Tar pits can also be um, like mud, but when you're in them, you tend to sink and die. And as the army of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into the tar pits while the rest escaped into the mountains. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed for home, taking with them all the spoils of war and the food supplies. They They also captured Lot. Abram's nephew who lived in Sodom and carried off everything he owned. But one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abram the Hebrew who was living near the oak grove belonging to Mamre the Amorite. Mamre and his relatives Eshkol and Aner were Abram's allies. When Abram heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized 318 trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kitaloamor's army until he caught up with them at Dan. There he divided his men and attacked during the night. Kitaloamor's army fled, but Abram chased them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. 
Abram recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and other captives. Melchizedek blesses Abram. After Abram returned from his victory at over Kedorlaomer and all his allies, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of God Most High, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram, by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give back my people who were captured, but you may keep for yourself all the goods you have recovered. Abram replied to the king of Sodom, I solemnly swear to the Lord, God most high, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal from what belongs to you. Otherwise, you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. I will Accept only what my young warriors have already eaten, and I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Anur, Ashkol, and Mamre. And that is the end of chapter 14. We are now starting chapter 15. Before we start chapter 15, I just want to see how I am so impressed by Abraham. He's like, no, you know what? You can take what is yours. And just leave me what my warriors what my people already ate but please give to my allies a part i like that chapter 15 the lord's covenant promise to abram some time later the lord spoke to abram in a vision and said to him do not be afraid abram for i will protect you and your reward will be great Right here, it just amazes me how God tells Abram, do not be afraid for I will protect you. I think that that is so important often at times, especially during these times, we forget that we do not have to be afraid because God is there watching over us and protecting and guiding us. So just trust in his plan because his plan is so much better than ours. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, a lizard of Demachus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendant of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No. Your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. We are all descendants of Abram. That was the covenant with Abram. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will 
actually possess it? The Lord told him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abram presented all these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid, laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land, where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land, for the sins of the Amorites did not, do not yet warrant their destruction. After the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking fire pot, fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abram that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, the land now occupied by the Kenites, Kenzites, Kadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephites, Amorites, Canaanites, Gergashites, and Jebusites. And that is the end of chapter 15. In chapter 15, we can see how God made a covenant with Abraham. And the covenant, that is amazing. It's famous. If you know, you know. Now you know. You all know that God promised he would give Abraham as many stars that were in the sky. And if we see the stars in the sky, they are uncountable. And that is just amazing. Chapter 16, The Birth of Ishmael Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So Hagar became pregnant. But Hagar knew, but when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat Sarai with contempt. Then Sarai said to Abram, "This is all your fault. I put my servant into your arms." But now that she is pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Abram replied, Look, she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that finally she ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from, and where are you going? I'm running for my mistress, Sarai, she replied. 
The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, You are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a man, a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, You are the God who sees me. She also said, Have I truly been have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that well was named Bir Lahai Roy, which means well of the living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave Abram a son, and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. And that is the end of chapter 16. So here we can see how Abram and Hagar, who was a servant, had a kid because Sarai was unable to have children. So then the son, Abram, treats it as, you know, his own son. But Sarai, we're going to see how she's a little bit like not really 100% convinced because it's not her actual son. And she's a little bit you know iffy and resented and then we're gonna see how how the story develops thank you for joining in to today's episode of the bu podcast i hope you enjoyed and learned a lot make sure to pray to god and thank him for all that he has given you and also reflect on the story and see what message god's trying to tell you i'm ashley spreading the great word of god and reaching many hearts one episode at a time with the help of god i'll see you next time jesus loves you